Merry Christmas, everybody. Tonight, um, I know we've been busy today, and here we are at Christmas night uh, celebrating uh, Christmas together. And so glad to have you here, and I uh, really appreciate the kids. And you know, so my grandkids are in that group. So of course, you know, the buttons are popping off the chest as well uh, to hear them talk about and sing about Jesus. It's exciting to see that. Um, I want to remind you of something just before uh, we get started here. I promise it's going to be a short service. Somebody's challenged me already on that, but I want to tell you that. But uh, we are having a New Year's Day breakfast here at Greater Alton at 10 a.m. next Sunday. Julia's is going to be catering it. And if you haven't uh, got your tickets yet or would like to know more about it, the Welcome Center is our ticket booth. You can get your tickets there. And if you'd still like to sign up, they're letting us uh, give them the names of anybody else that wants to add to this list. You can do that tonight before you leave. Christmas, I was noticing this. I never saw this before. I don't know how Christmas came to be on December 25th, but it is interesting that there are lights, Christmas lights everywhere. I mean, I've got them on my house. Some of you have got them on yours. You're driving here. They're everywhere. Uh, They're just, uh, they're beautiful. There's uh, there's Rock Springs Park, there's different places you can go to and capture all these lights. And it happens to be that Christmas falls during the, the time, this time of the year, the, the winter solstice, solstice and it's uh, during the time when um, it's the darkest, the darkest, the longest. Um, and it's in the darkest time in history that Christmas comes and it comes to us and, and its light breaks through. Now, light is a major part of the Bible. It's a major part of, of Scripture. The very first words that are recorded by God himself are, let there be light. And so you say it in Christmas, you see all this idea, this theme of light being around the Christmas story. There's a light in the sky that shows some wise men and leads them the way to Jesus. Shepherds are amazed at a light display. The, the heavens open up and angels announce the birth of Christ. And there's an old man in Scripture just a few days after Christmas named of Simeon. And one of the things he says about Jesus to his parents is he is going to be a light to the Gentiles, a light to the world. And so when Jesus was born, he brought God's light. He brought his very own light. In fact, when he was an adult, he would say these words in the Gospel of John. He'd say, I am, I am light that has come into the world so that all who believe in me won't have to stay any longer in the dark. Now, I know every one of us here can probably remember some times when we were kids afraid of the dark. And it seems like dark days don't, don't uh, stay with our childhood. They follow us into our adulthood And uh, there's times when we experience dark days, days of despair, days of disappointment and discouragement. But the Christmas light, the great thing about Christmas is it comes at a good time when it's dark. And it it brings real and lasting light uh, to our year and to our lives. And it shines in those dark places that we all experience. That's what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, I'm the light. I've been a light that's come to the world so that no one has to be in darkness any longer. I was watching the Christmas Carol. I don't know which one's your favorite. There's so many different ones. 
I'm particularly favor, I favored 1938's uh, with Reginald Owen. I just love that one. And um, I happened to find out along the way that um, Lionel Barrymore, now you say, who's he? He's the guy that plays uh, Mr. Potter in It's a Wonderful Life. Ooh, George Bailey, you know, that guy. And, uh, and he was supposed to play this part. He had been doing a radio broadcast for years, uh, sponsored by the Campbell Soup. Uh, company, and they, he would do Scrooge in this this, this radio uh, uh, show every year. But in 1938, he suspended he suspended uh, the broadcast so that Reginald Owen and the movie could get all of the all the attention. Thought that was nice of him to do that. I listened to the 1939 version on my uh, from my iPhone on YouTube while I was dusting and sweeping, getting ready for the grandkids. And I tell you, it was amazing. I, you could see—they did radio so amazing back then—and you could picture all this, all the different scenes and the old house and all the ghosts. Orson Welles uh, was the man who was narrating this story, and he says these words. He says, uh, he says these words. He says, "Darkness is was everywhere," and then he mentions that. Ebenezer Scrooge loved darkness. He liked it because darkness was cheap. I mean, think about it. You don't have to pay for darkness. Anytime you want it, just flip the lights off. You have to pay for the light. Light's expensive. 6.6 billion kilowatts of power is going on this year just because of Christmas lights. And people's bills are going up. And I'll gladly pay the price to see some of those lights around my house and around the city. I love it. Interesting. Light has a price. And when Jesus Christ came to this world, he paid a price, great price, to bring light. So you and I would not have to be in darkness ever. I think that's awesome. And he promises in this passage, he says that those who believe in me won't have to stay any longer in the dark. And what's that say to me? It says to me that if I'll believe and trust, I will listen and obey God's Son, Jesus Christ, that this light does several things. For example, just like a light that may never go out, I know that um, I have some Christmas lights. Do you have your, you have any lucky Christmas lights? I have a set when the boys were small, GE, I bought I bought several boxes, but this particular string of lights has never went out, and I've always put them out every year. It, they've been around so long and have lasted so long, and they're out right now at my house, that the paint has come off the bulbs, and so they're really just sickly looking. It's a sickly looking light, the string. I would put it in my own little special box, and the boys would say every year, are we getting those lights out? Well, which lights are you talking about? I knew which ones you were talking about. The ones that, you know, that never go out. Sure. And this year, I take them out of that special box. And, you know, my, my sons are in, you know, 30s. And here I am going, thinking, are they going to work again? And they come right on. It's like these lights were, they were made at just the right time, just by the right people. And they're just never going to go out. Jesus Christ is a light that never goes out. Awesome. Isn't that awesome to know? That means he's all, this light always gives hope gives us hope. It'll always be there in our darkest moments. 
He also gives us this light. If we'll trust Him and believe Him, if we'll listen to Him and obey the Son of God that was born on Christmas Day, His light will relieve our, any of our fears that we have. I grew up scared of the dark, terrified of the dark. Still kind of queasy when it gets too dark. But um, i got to tell you, there's something about the darkness. It exaggerates the sounds. A little, little, little noise all of a sudden is a ghost. Uh, uh, an image you see down the hall. This truly, this happened to me one time. I'm walking down the hall of my house and I see somebody and it's a mirror. It's me. I don't know that. Scared to death. Heart coming through the throat. And so darkness exaggerates what we see and what we hear. And you know, it all goes away just the moment you go, blip, and you flip the light on. Be scared to death. Mom and dad come up the steps, flip the lights on, and all of a sudden everything was peace and peaceful and wonderful again because the light showed me there was nothing to fear. And I want you to know, if you've got some fears and worries, the Christmas light that Jesus brought is designed to relieve your greatest fears whenever you feel like that, when you feel like you're in the, in the deepest, darkest valley. And also His light comes when I trust Him, when I listen to Him, when I believe in the Son of God who came on Christmas. His light will reveal whatever I need to do. Let's face it, there's times when we're confused. We don't know what to do. We don't even know what to say. We don't know how to respond. And it's in those confusing times that things get a little hazy. It's hard to see, hard to know what to do. It's kind of like the room's gotten darker and darker. The situation's gotten darker. And yet when Christ comes in and tells us the truth, we know exactly what, what to do. We can know what to do. And besides all that, His light also brings healing in our deepest hurts. I'm amazed at some things that are finding out about lasers and that how, how lasers are used in surgery to bring healing to people. And uh, ultraviolet light is used to disinfect things now. And we're discovering so many good things that the healing nature and the properties of, of light. Well, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, He says, I've given you this light so you don't have to live in darkness. No, you don't have to be in your hurts. You don't have to be where your dirty little secrets hurt you all the time. He turns on the light on Christmas. Now, when I think about Christmas, one of the thoughts that hit me the other day was, were the wise men the only ones that saw the great light in the sky? Surely a lot of people noticed it. Everybody could see it. But only wise people followed it. And that struck me. That only wise people will still follow this light. And it's here on Christmas night. Some of the darkest days during the calendar, the light of Christmas shines through to remind us of how good God is. How good Christmas can be. And it's tonight, on Christmas night, God shines His light to everyone you and I. And so we're going to take the Lord's Supper here this time. And as we take the Lord's Supper, I want to remind you to be, just think about anything you're facing, you don't have to face in the dark anymore. And that just like it costs to have lights on, it, Jesus paid a great price to bring His light to your life. 
And you and I have a choice tonight like the wise men. And that choice is, will I follow his light? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for all it stands for, all it's about. And Father, thank you for um, whoever come up with the idea of celebrating during the darkest time of the year. It's so wonderful to, to be reminded of this great Christmas light that you shed on everyone. Oh God, as we remember your son Jesus, born in a manger, the light of the world, Father, we pray that it will reveal to us tonight the cost, the cost that you paid to bring this light to us so we never have to be in darkness at all. That's what we pray, Father, in Christ's name. Amen. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become His righteousness. He humbled Himself and carried the
kids can make their way up here. I'm going to read something to you I stumbled across this month. I was looking through my library, found a a little book called uh, When God Came Near. It's by Max Lucado, and I'd like to read a particular chapter. I've done a little adapting because it was written quite a while ago, but it's called Christmas Night. Here's how it goes. It's Christmas night. The house is quiet. The crackle is gone from the fireplace. Stockings hang empty. The tree stands naked in the corner. Christmas cards, tinsel, and memories remind us on Christmas night of Christmas Day. It's Christmas night, and what a day it's been. Spiced tea, Santa Claus, cranberry sauce. Cell phones appear to capture a surprise. Thank you so much. You shouldn't have. Grandma's on the phone. Knee-deep in wrapping paper. It just fits. It's Christmas night. Presents are now possessions. The last piece of pie is gobbled up. The dishes are washed and put away. Leftovers for weeks are in the fridge. All is calm and all is bright. It's Christmas night. I should be asleep, but I'm awake. I'm kept awake by one stunning thought. The world was different this week. It was temporarily transformed. The magical dust of Christmas glittered on the cheeks of humanity ever so briefly, reminding all of us of what's worth having and what we are intended to be. For a brief moment, we forgot our compulsion with winning and wooing and warring. We stepped off the treadmills and away from the daily grind and looked upward toward the star of Bethlehem. It's the season to be jolly because more than any other time we think of him. His name is on our lips every time we say, Merry Christmas. And as a result, for a few precious hours, our heavenly yearnings mesh together into a chorus made up of moms and dads and grandparents, aunts and uncles, maintenance men, nurses, truck drivers and lawyers, college students, teachers and millions of others who are banking that Bethlehem's mystery is a reality. Come and behold him, we sing together in a way that stirs the sleepiest shepherds and points them with the rest of the world to a manger. 
for a few precious hours, he has beheld Christ the Lord. People who pass the year without ever noticing cannot help but see him. Those who use his name in vain, they pause to mention him in praise. All of a sudden, Emmanuel is everywhere. He's found in the grin of a police officer. He's heard in the drive-thru at a McDonald's. He's in the twinkle in the eyes of a child and a mother's tears as she welcomes her son home from overseas. We hear him in the prayers around the table and as preschoolers sing away in the manger. He's even heard in the solemn silence of the homeless and he is felt in every hug. It's Christmas night. God comes near because God is with us. But in a few hours, the cleanup will begin. Lights will come down. Trees will be thrown out. Size 36 will be exchanged for size 40. Store shelves will be cleared with a promise of 50% off. And December's generosity will become January's payments. And the magic will begin to fade. But for a moment, for tonight, on Christmas night, the magic is still in the air. Maybe that's why I'm still awake. I want to savor this spirit just a bit more. And I pray that those of us who beheld him today will look for him tomorrow and the day after. Because if he can do so much to us in the month of December, how much more could he do if we thought of him every day? Merry Christmas, everyone. And let's let our children lead us in a song as we close out this service. Light of the Lord, you stepped out into darkness. Open my